Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Lagos Bible Software. Listeners of Doctrine and Devotion can get between 10 and 25% off of Lagos 8. You got to get it. To get it, go to lagos.com slash doctrine. Oh, the weather outside is No, don't frightful. do it. Yeah, don't man. do it. It's after Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you can't do it now. Welcome it's, to Doctrine and yeah. Devotion, a Christmas podcast. Nope. A holiday celebration? Nope. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne, the singing Santa of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Yeah. I'd be the singing Santa. You would be, 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 you're Santa Claus. You are not Santa Claus. You can't. Santa's white. Here's the thing. All the pictures that I've seen of Santa Claus, you, all the photographic evidence. You would be an elf. I would definitely be an elf. Yeah. Yes, that's that, true. That's, that's but where so is Santa. Think. Yeah. No, you're Google not. Google it. So is Santa. Santa's, Santa's an, an elf. elf. Yep. Well, there where, you go. Where are you so, finding this evidence? Well, you know, it's in the... The, there's an authoritative volume on mm. uh, on the, the culture history really? Really? of Santa what, what, Claus. What's the name of that it was volume? published by Erdman's in 1989. Mm-hmm. I've read that book like four times. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have it here? No, no. Once you have it memorized, I, I just gave it to somebody else. Do you give it away? Mm-hmm. If I Google it and found it. Yeah, I don't know if it's in print anymore, but you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but just any pre, reference. Pre-internet. Pre-internet. Any, any reference of it, uh, I will buy you a you box know, of might, New World. Okay, so maybe I made it up. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's Christmas time. Mm. It's Christmas because the Thanksgiving's over. Now I don't have to feel guilty. About, How was Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. It was good. We, uh, we had like 17 people over, which was nice because usually Jen has to cook for 30. Mm. So it was a smaller group. Forget yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, so it's really nice. You know, everybody comes over at like uh, one o'clock and, uh, you know, we hang out, we eat, and then I kick everybody out at five. That's uh, right. So I can get back to real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get done with, uh, get done with, you know, pretending like I want to be with them. Like talking to people. You know, here's what happens. Um, so about halfway through our Thanksgiving hangout, uh, my wife comes upstairs to the bedroom where I'm hanging out by myself with the door shut mm-hmm. on the bed, just lying there. And she goes, everybody's asking where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, you can just tell them I'm up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on up. I'm, I'm upstairs in my bedroom. <laughs> nah, I'll come down. I got to come down and hang out. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not the social guy. You know, I like to, uh, you know, I feel antsy. I feel antsy around lots of people like that. Yeah, yeah. is that it? Yeah. You you know. Oh, I know. You know, when I go to these when I go to these house parties, or not like a house party, like a house party, mm. house party, but like when I go to those parties, and there's like a bunch of people there, and you're not there. If you're not there, and I'm there, yeah, I communicate with you via text. Yeah, from the bathroom. From the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> I, I hide in the bathroom for long periods of time, and I text Jimmy. <laughs> Everyone's got to think like, Joe's got some serious bowel movements going on. Yeah, no, just uh, you know, it's more comfortable in there okay. by myself. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went over to my brother's house. Which and, one? Uh, Dustin. Um, so it was good. We had a good Thanksgiving. Great dinner. Who cooked? Uh, Cassie did. Yeah, my sister. Good move. Good move. She you don't want Dustin cooking. No, no, no. And, <laughs> but, and was, by the way, it was a Dustin, fantastic meal. By Dustin, you mean? Oh, Deerte. Deerte. Yeah. yeah okay. Deerte. The listeners know who Deerte is. Yeah. Okay. They're probably like, oh, Deerte and Deerte. Yeah. How many brothers you have? <laughs> so yeah, no. Deerte went over to his house, and uh, uh, his wife Cassie made a fantastic meal. Mm. Uh, so yeah, enjoyed it. What, what did you guys football? have? What was your Thanksgiving meal? You have like turkey and dressing and all that. Yeah, 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 all yeah, that yeah, nice. traditional turkey yeah. dinner. Very mm, good. Like Very it. well done. I like it. Yeah, I loved it. It was that good. Ooh, that good. Hmm. Mm. 
And we don't have many leftovers, so. No, you guys don't have any? Did you guys no. give it all away? No. no. I purposely, like. I do like, not do that. You don't? Nope. No. Dustin kept trying to, and I'm like, no, I'm going to show restraint. I'm not going to take the turkey and all that. Fine, we'll take the desserts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all the desserts. Yeah. No, my Jen made one bird and a ham. Usually she makes two 20-pound turkeys, mm-hmm. but we had less people, so she did a ham and a turkey. So there's really, it wasn't a lot, a lot of leftovers. So I won't let her do she that She did again. the ham? Yeah. That's Christmas why? time. Hams for Christmas. Yeah, why? Yeah, because she thought, let's mix it up. Smaller, no, smaller group. Listen, uh, yeah, l- tell her. T- tell her, Jimmy. I understand. She ain't uh, listening, but go ahead and tell her. I, yeah, okay. Then there's no point in me telling Jen. <laughs> yeah, to do it right. Yeah, you wait. You do the ham at Christmas. Right. It's turkey time. Yeah, double down. Two turkeys. Because now you can have it for you can have it for breakfast. Yep, which I I did. I had I had one you breakfast. For, you could have it for lunch. And it was all gone. Yep. Oh, it's all gone now. Yeah, so I there's hardly any left. You only had enough for one breakfast. Yep. I had I had the the giblet gravy with the stuffing mm-hmm. and some dark meat, mm-hmm. and then that was it was that was my breakfast the next day, and it was all gone. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, because that's what we have. That's exactly nothing. it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> today we're going to talk about the 1689. Ooh, we're in chapter eight. We're going to do paragraph three. Yep. All right. Do you want to go ahead and read that? Let's do it. All right. It says, the Lord Jesus in his human nature, thus united to the divine in the person of the son, was sanctified and anointed with the Holy Spirit above measure, having in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in whom it pleased the father that all the fullness should dwell. Listen to this, guys. To the end that being holy, harmless, undefiled, and full of grace and truth, he might be thoroughly furnished to execute the office of mediator and surety. Man, I love that. That's I love so that. good. Holy, harmless, undefiled, full of grace and truth. That's the kind of articulation and meditation that warms a Christian's heart yeah. with affection for the Savior. Yeah. Like if you like, we just think about Jesus. We think Jesus, we got the name and a you know, friend of sinners, which is all good. Yeah. But when you can press in deeper and really consider who he is, what he is, his person, his character's work as well, then you start to understand not not just what he did, but why he is so worthy of our love and our affection. And mm. so, man, I just, I, I love that part. Anyways, uh, it says, uh, which office he took not upon himself, but was there unto called by his father. That's like the covenant of redemption. We talked about that. The son was sent yep. father and son covenanting before the foundations of the earth. Who also put, speaking of the father, who also put all power and judgment in his hand, Jesus hand and gave him commandment to execute the same. And I thought what we could do, because we've been talking about a lot of these things. Uh Oh, <coughs> oh we've, what, we, what we will don't know is that I, little I Joey's sick. I'm not, I'm not sick. Little Joey's sick. All right. So first of all, I don't know why you got to talk to me like my little dog. Hey, oh, hey, little boy, you do, yeah. So I got a little fever. I got a little uh, little cough, a little tickle in the throat. Who got the sniffles? Yeah, something like that. So if that happens from time to time, blame Jimmy because I'm mm. sure I caught it from him. <laughs> I thought you were a man, though. You yeah. said, oh, men don't get sick. I don't get sick. Well, I no, ra- I, I rarely, never get sick. I rarely sick. get sick. And oh, when I do. Oh, 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 what, that's what, I, what you do. You, what? do, you do like no, the Tim Allen. Like, no, I've <laughs> never done that. That was the worst part of that show. Um, <laughs> I can't so, but do, I do uh, no, I'm saying I don't get sick. But like with the sickness that I get mm. would destroy most other people. They would, they would not be able to handle the, uh, the the strain of, oh, of really? influenza mm. that Continue. I carry with me. Mm. Fever don't matter. So what are you doing to combat this uh, this this cold of yours? All right, so I've had it for like 
four days. And what I try to do is, um, you know, there's breathing treatments that I do. I do um, a, a cigar breathing treatment uh, a few times a day. And uh, usually, <laughs> usually that helps. And, uh, you know, and then I do like, have to take some medicine, you know. Take what, a, what kind of medicine? Well, you know, the medicine to, for your cough, you know. Oh, like, like, like. It's a, I don't know, it's a bottle. It's like a big jug and it has three so, X's on it. So it's not Vicks? No, Vicks? no, no. Nope, it's like nope. grandma's medicine. You grandma's, know what I'm saying? Is it, is it called? Is it by Grandma Basil? Yeah, yeah. It's from, from the Hayden household, yeah. Um, oh, poor yeah. little Joey. All right, all right. Uh, Let's Joe, talk about that last going. line. Yeah, so why is that, why is it, you know, something of interest, I guess? Why Why are we focusing on that? Well, it says that uh, that the father put all power and judgment in the hand of Jesus and gave him commandment to execute the same. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and they may wonder, I know I have, How's the father giving the son something that he already had? He, isn't Jesus God? And if he's God, doesn't he have all authority? Mm-hmm. Isn't he the judge? Yeah. So how is the father giving it to him? How are you going to give him something that he does not already have is really Wait, what you're trying what? to get to. What? How, you how gonna... does he, you, just, you said, how does he give him something he doesn't already have? Well, that would be I, easy that, because he doesn't have it, so he'd give it to him. No, Did you that, mean, that doesn't sound like me. I think you meant, how does he give him something he already has? That, that's what I said. Okay. I'm pretty sure I that's think what so. I said. No, you know what, just to make sure I'm very clear here. Yeah, hashtag rewind, Jimmy. No, no, no. How, just to make sure I'm crystal clear okay, to, for ahead. those that may not understand. Clair, please clarify yourself. How does one give not what one had previously but already had, oh, not this, because they're mm-hmm. taking it, but because they already was bestowed upon themselves because they took it. See, what you said right there is, was well, it was, it's kind of like when Paul Maxwell writes, okay? Because <laughs> when Paul Maxwell writes, the similarity is, it's, it's most people can't understand what you just said. Yeah, yeah. The, difference the difference is, when, is the, when Paul says something, it's because it's so like intellectual and philosophical, people can't understand it. And when you say something, it was just so dumb that oh, nobody could understand oh, okay, it. Oh, cool, right. cool. I just so want to yeah. make sure I'm clear that everyone understands. Okay, we all understand exactly <laughs> who's talking. Um, yeah, you're right, though. That's the question. Like, how does that work? So before we try to understand that, let's get into the scripture. Oh, <laughs> poor Joey. Oh, we stop with that. It's so oh, annoying. Oh, you got those sniffles. <laughs> he hates it so much. He I, hates I hate it. you carrying on. Nobody cares. Like, it's yeah. annoying. No, because I care about this because okay, you, you sit there and make fun of everybody because they're all sick. Right, first of all, I don't make fun of anybody. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. Al, yes, you nope, do. Nope, just you. No, everybody. Continue. Because right. you sneeze when you sneeze. You go pew when you sneeze. <laughs> I do. Okay, fine. Fair enough. All right. So, Jimmy, the idea of the father giving authority to the son. Yep. Let's just establish this biblically. Let's look at okay. a couple of passages. Yeah. I mean, uh, right away, I think of uh, was John 5, 22 yep. and 23. Uh, For the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. <clears throat> All right. So this is really cool. Yeah. So it's pretty clear there, right? Yeah. Um, the father is given judgment to the son. What kind of judgment do you think he's talking about? Like what, what, what's, what, what is the, the act of judgment that, that comes to mind when you think about, you know, well, when I think of what the, the kind of judgment is, uh, uh, the wheat and the tares, what do you mean? Oh, I'm talking about like, uh, believers, non-believers. Okay, so your judgment, thinking, like I'm, I'm thinking ultimate judgment. Right, right. That's good. That's good. So that 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 eschatological judgment, that yeah. future judgment. Um, and so yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what I think that's what he's talking about. But it, it, it's interesting that he says that the father judges no one. He's given all judgment to the son. So 
it's not that the father doesn't have the place to do it. No, he certainly does. But he has given this this act and this responsibility exclusively to the son. Why? I mean, why? What's the point of well, 23 that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Ah. So it's it's worship, awe, uh, this this place of uh, of respect. Right. (laughs) Oh, poor Joey. Man. (laughs) So anyway. So oh, yeah. we're barely so, going to make it through this. We're going to make it so that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Right. And I love that just as they honor the father. Right. So yeah. even in that sense of like given all judgment to the son, there's still that place that, you know, they're still they're, 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 uh, on the same level. Right. So the they have a, a glory that they've shared in the mm-hmm. past, you know, during Christ's ministry. On earth, that was something that was veiled. Um, he longs for that glory again. He talks about that in John 17. Yep. Um, and so the, the the goal here, the end goal is, and it's speaking of father and son here, but it's a it's a Trinitarian um, uh, a, a expression of glory yeah. that is supposed to result in a Trinitarian worship, right? That the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit would all be worshipped as God. We have yeah. one God in, in three persons. Now, it says, if you just go down to verse 27... It says that he had given him authority. The father had given Jesus authority to execute judgment. So we're back to that same idea mm-hmm. because he is the son of man. Mm. Now that is like a super important title for Jesus. And a lot of people misunderstand because they I think read son of man. Son of man. Well, because you also hear son of God, right? Right. That Jesus so what do they is the do son of that? God, that Jesus is the son of man. So people would look at it and say, okay, well, son of God, you know, talk about the divine nature mm-hmm. and son of man in, in his uh, human nature. Right. And that like that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And that feels right to yeah. us when we see that. But that is not the point. That's right. You get the you get the buzzer so because. The title Son of Man, it was used in various ways throughout the history of redemption, but particularly in the Gospels, the reason Jesus favors the title Son of Man is because it is a a messianic promise. Mm. It is a divine title uh, that we read about in Daniel. And so on the one hand, Jesus is constantly pushing back against people that want to just outright call him Messiah, 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 not because Jesus isn't the Messiah. Yeah, because they have the wrong idea what <laughs> yeah, the Messiah's yeah. purpose and goal is. Like a lot of Christians do today. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe, what are you talking about, Joe? I mean, Jesus is going to make America great again. He's and he's going to increase my bank account. That's right. That's right. And he's so, going to make sure that Joe, you obviously have been sinning because you've got the sniffles. You don't have the right health. I have. I have uh, influenza. I don't have sniffles. All right. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to give you such a big hug and a big smooch no, on the no cheek. Hugs. You're no hugs. No hugs. No hugs today. Just drugs. All right. So, <laughs> so here, here is the, so, so Jesus pushes back against that because people misunderstand it, but he keeps yeah. going with son of man. Now people we're, that were in the know, yeah. would, the Jews would be like, oh man, I know son of man. Here it is in Daniel chapter seven, verses 13 and 14. This is one of the most important passages of scripture that speaks about the coming Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, <coughs> why don't you read it? Since I'm coughing, why don't you read it? Oh, <laughs> Daniel 7, 13 and 14. I saw in the night visions, and behold, the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, Ooh. and he came to the Ancient of Days. That was, so the son of man, whoever yep. that is, yep. comes up to who? The Ancient of Days. Who that? Who? The God. That's right. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Yeah. Keep and going. was presented before him, 
And to him was given dominion Ooh. and glory oh. and a kingdom uh, that all why have, why, why that happen why <laughs> why uh, that all peoples yeah. nations and languages Ooh. should serve him got it his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed man that passage is amazing yeah. Okay, so here we have it. We have the Son of Man coming up to the Ancient of Days, and here is the Ancient of Days saying, um, I've, I've got something for you. Yeah. I want to give you dominion, glory, and a kingdom, even though, you know, of course, God doesn't give his glory to anyone. Mm. I'm going to give you dominion, glory, and a kingdom. Why? So that all people, nations, and language would serve you. This goes back to what Jesus was saying, uh, or goes forward, right, to mm-hmm. what Jesus was saying earlier, that uh, whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father that yeah. the father gave the son this this authority to judge so that all would honor him so it's the same thing mm. it is uh it is jesus being given this uh this opportunity to function as the judge the father can judge he has the right to judge but he specifically gives this to the son and we're going to talk about how that works because um it it makes a difference in in terms of how we think about Jesus as he relates to the world yeah. and as he relates to the church because this is a person whose kingdom is never going to be destroyed no not at all and you know what what else won't be destroyed Lagos Bible software. Lagos Bible mm-hmm. software. <laughs> so every Christian wants to, uh, they, they want to study the Bible. They want to delve Or they're deeper. not Christians. Or they're not Christians. Stop it. And, uh, um, but they should be studying. I felt yeah. like I was joking in a way that made, made me people think, I think it's okay not to study. That's, no. that's not what I'm saying. Every, let's say this. Everyone should every, be studying. Every, a part of, an implicit part of faith is trust in the word of God. That's right. And healthy faith longs for the word of God That's and right. does want to read and meditate on it. Exactly. And here's an opportunity is using Logos uh, Bible software. You can't do better. Just, you can't you do better. That just better. came out with number eight. Uh, and you can go ahead. Listeners of Dr. Devotion can head to Logos Bible Software. Nope. Logos.com slash doctrine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't do the thing. Logos.com slash doctrine. And if you're buying it new, you get 10% off. If you're upgrading your existing package, uh, 25% 25 off. 25%. That's a quarter off. That is a quarter well, off. No, a quarter a sounds quarter. like 25 cents. Don't say that. That's, that's exactly <laughs> 25 cents. Nobody wants a quarter off. They want You're 25% telling me you off. 25% off. Yeah. You get a quarter off. A quarter. A 25%. Cent. 25 cents. That's quarter what it sounds like. Quarter is 25%. I got a quarter in my pocket right now. That's not what they're getting off. They're getting 25% How off. How about this? I'll take 25%. I'll take a quarter of what's in your wallet. No way. Yeah. Uh, See? Yeah, but that, but but I'll you, take a quarter of what's in your wallet. A quarter of what's in my but we're talking percentage, and that's twenty five percent is a lot. It's a big chunk it's, of change. It's a big chunk, and so you can head on over there. And they just released their uh, the Logos Eight. It's fast. It's clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's like I mentioned. It's, it's Joe. I'm getting. I use it on the iPad now. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's been it's been a lot quicker than it was. It, it's it's quicker in the cloud. It's 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 quicker on the computer like mm-hmm. we use it on our phones ipads and computers it's, it. it's everywhere I, mean, I use it for me it's it's wonderful for devotions it's good for sermon prep and for proving people wrong no stop oh, it. i love using Logos to prove <laughs> you people can do wrong. inductive it's bible the studies there's there's lots of stuff you can do with that and so big thanks big shout out to logos for sponsoring the not podcast. just logos like we know people there oh yeah well what's yeah, his name uh, shrek D- derek shrek derek shrek and shrek. you know what i Mama Shrek listens. I heard that his mom listens. Uh, Mama thanks, Shrek. Ma- thank you, Mama Shrek, for having Shrek, and so that Shrek could pay us to talk about Lagos. Thank That's you. That's right. Now, who would be Donkey? Who would be Donkey? If in this? we know Shrek, if we know Shrek, who's dead? You know what? Uh, uh, Fred Hartsup. Is he still there? I, uh, in a limited capacity. Okay, I he's believe donkey. All right, he's great. Donkey. All right, got it. Fred, Fred, you're Donkey. 
Lagos.com slash doctrine. Go, Go save. Get it. All right. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this and it's, it's not that Jesus doesn't have power and authority and dominion, uh, because uh, until God gives it to him, he, he certainly there's an aspect in which he has these things. But this is a a unique uh, position of the Son as the Messiah, yeah. as the fulfillment of the promises, as and, the Son of Man, right? And who who is who is granted this this position, this outworking of his of his person and his work by the Father, and we we see this in. I mean, it's, it's in a lot of passages. The, the famous one that everybody's going to go to here, right? Uh, the, uh, was it Matthew, Matthew 28, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, so we're not going to play games here. Authority in heaven and earth was given to Jesus by the Father. Correct. This is clear. We read about it in the Old Testament. Yep. We read about it in the New Testament. The Father gives the son this unique uh, position for the outworking of redemption. And the goal here, we've already seen, the goal here is that people would honor the yep. son, worship the son, serve the serve son. Serve the son. That's it. So what we really need to do here is take a step back. And, you know, Jimmy and I, we, we, we think devotionally, we think practically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jimmy and I are not scholars like uh, like the Renahans are. Like no. we're not like we're not Barcelo Sis. Barcelli? We're not, we're not, we're not Barcelli. We're not Richard Barcelli. It sounds like, um, he sounds like a disease. Sounds like that's what I've got. Barcelli. I've got, you got the Barcelli? Yeah, I got it. Not yeah. the E. coli. You got no, the Barcelli. It's way worse, but it's shorter. <laughs> that was good. Much shorter. That was pretty good. High five. <laughs> that was good. Because, <laughs> you know, he's really short. I know, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like really, really, really short. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, he's really short if Joe says he's short. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look at that guy. I mean, he's not as short as Owen Strayan. Let's get that. Oh, I mean, stop, holy stop. smokes. Poor Owen. Owen is like the tiniest little dude ever. <laughs> he is a walking bobblehead. He really is. He, he is. And he's not even, he's, he's, he's like a hopping bobblehead. Stop he, it. No, I'm just saying, no, Owen's great. He's got he's, a little bounce in his step. He got a little bounce, a little pep, mm-hmm. a little pep in his step. Yep. From back in the day when he was dropping rhymes and he's spitting bars. <laughs> he has a rap album. I know he's got okay, a rap anyways. album. Leave alone. Um, he regrets it, I'm sure. I don't think so. No, he has to. So. No, I mean, We all would. do. We all regret it. I don't know if he does. <laughs> I don't know if he does. Hey, we love you, Midwestern, and Owen, you guys are awesome. Okay, so. Well, I love Jared more, but yeah. Yeah, well, Jared's, you know, he's life-size. <laughs> it's more to love. <laughs> Okay, so let, let's just talk about this. Like Jimmy and I tend to think about this in devotional ways, right? We look at these truths. We we read the scholars, um, you know, the 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 exegetes, the commentaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. We spend a lot of time meditating on these things. And what we like to do is is in our meditation of the confession is we like to, to kind of dial down into one area like we're doing here. Yep. And think about it, and then ask ourselves some basic questions. And sometimes the questions are specific. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're general. Let's go general here, Jimmy. Like, let's start with this. Like, what does Christ's authority, right? Mm-hmm. This given authority to judge. What does that mean for the world? And then what does it mean for us as Christians? Yeah, I mean, I think for the world, I mean, regardless of whether you believe it or not, whether mm. you know him or not, or whether you, you trust scripture or not, you will be judged right. by the Son of Man. Yeah. Right? You, you, uh, uh, even though you do not worship him now or serve him now, right, um, or respect him now, you will drop the knee yeah, uh, and right. bow before him. Yeah. 
I mean, listen, this is, it's easy for people to think that in the world that Jesus is one option among many that, uh, Hey, people, people tend to be relatively positive toward the idea of Jesus, at least their idea of Jesus, you know, Hey, uh, Jewish guy kind of, uh, 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 standing up against the man, they view it right. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's standing against. Uh, he's the Antifa of the day. No, yeah. Well, they probably think about him that way, but oh my gosh, he's not a baby like Antifa is. Um, and he actually has authority, and he's not a coward. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, people people they, they kind of recreate Jesus in their mind mm-hmm. so that he can be likable or dismissed, or likable and dismissed even. Right. So they'll they'll say like, oh well. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah good. So yeah, we yeah. like Jesus because he stood up against religious tyranny. He he stood up against people that were that were wrong and oppressive and judgmental. He stood up for the marginalized. Right. Yeah. So we we, we see these things. And we go or they, the world sees those things and they think, yeah, I I can get behind the idea of Jesus like that. Not in any way that would compel me to change my life or my mind. Mm. But they just kind of like, you know, mental high five. Yes, I like this concept of Jesus. But then he can also be easily dismissed because if that's all that he is, what's the big deal? He's another yeah. social justice warrior. He's another he, he's another uh, figurehead, a, a speaker, uh, a preacher, but nothing that really warrants uh, putting your knees in the dirt. Nothing that really warrants real repentance, mm. real awe and, and real love. So I, I think that I think you're right that the primary implication here is that believe in him or not, you will answer to Jesus because he has all authority. Correct. And that idea of authority, I think is really important because today I feel like it's a lot similar to what we read about in the book of judges, different contexts, of course, but everyone doing what was right in their own eyes. Mm. That is sort of the ethos of the day, isn't it? Uh, No, absolutely. Yeah. People just kind of like whatever, however they're thinking, however they're feeling, uh, however they're identifying. Right. Um, yeah, there's this sense that, yeah, no one could tell me what I'm doing or what I think or what I believe is wrong. So like when we're talking to people about Jesus and hopefully we are, hopefully we as Christians are talking to people about Jesus. Listen, it's fine to talk to people about uh, evolution. It's fine to talk to people about abortion. It's fine to talk to people about lots of different subjects, politics, whatever. It's great. It's all fine. But really our, our passion should to be to bring the person work of Jesus to bear in the hearts and minds of the, of the people. Like that's really our, mm. our calling, right? Yes. To be ambassadors for Christ. Correct. So, okay. So while there's room for all of these discussions, hopefully what we're really trying to do is get people to the point where they're considering Jesus and not Jesus as one option among many, but as one who does have true authority. Mm. <coughs> there it is. There it is. I was waiting for it. All right. So, so yeah, okay. go ahead. No, I was going to say that what it then, Joe, uh, as we talk about the authority, what it mean for for the world, uh, what does it then mean for us as as believers? What does it mean for us as Christians? Well, I think if we're, we're talking about the world, they need to let's go back to the world for a second. All right. When we're when we're talking to people about Jesus, it's I think it's important that we present Jesus as he presents himself. And how does Jesus present himself? Well, um, compassionate towards sinners. Correct. Um, loving towards sinners. Correct. Uh, open invitation for sinners to find life and to find forgiveness of sins, um, to be a part of the kingdom. Like Jesus does all of this, but he does it from a position of authority. That's right. So 
Jesus isn't a, a self-help guy. And I believe, listen, I actually like mm. the self-help guys, at least the smart ones. I like those guys. Um, I think they have a lot of common grace. Jesus isn't coming along as a self-help guy saying, hey, here's one way you can do things. Jesus is saying there is only one way for you to be right with God. There's only one way for your sins to be forgiven. There's only one kingdom that will give you life. And it is all for me. And so he's speaking from a position of authority and as the mediator. So that's how I think we need to communicate this to people is mm. it's like, it's not an option. It's not like, Hey, it worked for me. I hope it works for you. Which I'll, I'll, sometimes we do that, yeah, right? We yeah. do that because we want to, we're kind of hedging our bet. We don't want to be seen as one of those, uh, ex like being exclusive, right? You know what right. I mean? Uh, or, or bigoted or, or whatever term you want to use, but Jesus is exclusive, right? He's so, yeah. exclusively the savior. Yeah. So we, listen, follow Jesus' example, compassionate, loving, uh, merciful, even understanding of our, our frailty and our temptations. But ultimately he speaks from a position of authority because he is the authority. It's been given to him by the father. So when we present him, we ought to be presenting him as the one who has authority. Not Correct. Just an option. I think it's really good. So then you ask, what about us as Christians? Yep. Um, well, on one level, I think it's 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 very, very similar that Jesus is more than the friend of sinners. We tend to think about Jesus in one way, right? We tend to think, most of us tend to gravitate towards our concept of Jesus is he is Lord um, or he is Savior or he is King. He is friend of sinners. Um, he is the shepherd, yeah. right? He is the sacrifice. So we, and we focus on just one of those. We'll pick one because yeah. we like one more. Maybe it ministers to us in a particular way, mm. but... We have to have a much bigger understanding of Jesus and behind all of it or underneath all of it is that he has authority. So we have to constantly, I think, I have to constantly remind myself and preach to myself that Jesus is a savior who owns me. He is a savior who like God doubly owns me because not only did he make me, but he remade me, mm. right? He, God creates you. And then if you're a believer, you know that he has saved you so that you are no longer your own. You yep. were bought with a price. Yep. Therefore, you should glorify God with your body. That is the totality of your being. So for me, when I think about this, when I start to meditate on Jesus as the one who has all authority, in one in one sense, it um, it puts me in a place of awe where I sense my need to repent. Yeah. But then it also puts me in a place where it, it calms me down and it gives me reassurance because Jesus has all authority. That's and sometimes right. in the world, it doesn't look like Jesus has all authority. Sometimes it looks like a political party has all the authority or the bad guys have all the authority, right? Yeah, but absolutely. Jesus has it all. Exactly. And, that, and that should produce within us a sense of uh, of peace, I think. I think it should give us peace, but also hope. It also should give yeah, us uh, this right. sense of hope that uh, despite our present circumstances, despite, uh, you know, the the present troubles or, or uh, the trials and temptations that we're facing, in the end that we know that our Savior will reign. Yeah. And that, that day of judgment is coming. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that's a part of our hope, is especially when we see terrible things or experience terrible injustices. Um, and we long, you know, it's like we, we sing the blues, right? Mm. We, we own our present suffering with, as we look forward to a day when things will be made right. And mm. we have that assurance. And the, the reason we can have that assurance is because um, Jesus isn't one among many. Jesus is the one who has all authority. So for the Christian, yeah, I think it does that. It does this. It, it, uh, it moves us to submit ourselves to him. Yeah. And in submitting ourselves to him, then we have comfort and hope in the midst of the afflictions of this life. And at least that's, that's, you know, some of the ways that we tend to think about it. And mm. we hope you guys are going to take some time to, to meditate on uh, chapter eight, paragraph three, 
and to draw out some of your own conclusions. Like, for example, maybe you guys want to go in and, and, and look into this idea that he was sanctified and anointed with the Holy Spirit above measure. Think about that. What does that mean? Mm. A lot has been written on this, and it, and it has great implications for it, that, that, that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit above measure. So whatever experience you have of the Holy Spirit, Jesus also had it, but in a far greater measure, which yeah. relates to our salvation and his substitution and all of that. Um, I'd like to hear what, what our listeners have to say about this paragraph as they're kind of working through it and meditating on it. Yeah, you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Joe, Mm-hmm. Uh, November is almost over. It's yeah, almost that's done. right. That's right. And early bird special is almost gone for the conference. For the conference, May third and fourth. My goodness, twenty nineteen. So if you, you want to yeah. save, you want to head on over to doctrinedevotion.com slash conference and sign up now. I am stoked. We got so many great sponsors. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, uh, Zondervan. Uh, the Zond- Zondervan. The Zondervan. Yeah. Uh, is coming out. Uh, they're our premier sponsor. They're helping put on this pod, uh, not this podcast, but they're helping to put on this conference. Yeah. Uh, and we're really, really excited. We've got Dr. James Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on biblical theology. I mean, we got so many people. We got Nick Batsig. We got Steve McCoy. We got Jen Thorne. We got uh, Phil and Jasmine Holmes. We got Doug Logan is yep. coming back. This is going to be. An amazing conference. It's going to be really good. And you know, the, the thing is with this conference, like we know you, we know you guys want to come. We just want you guys to get the best deal you can get. That's yeah. why registering registering early is good because you're going to get the discount. Um, and uh, you know, we got student discounts. We got we got all kinds of options for people. So we want you to get on it. It's going to be our biggest one yet, yep. and uh, we're really excited. We're trying to be really prayerful about it, uh, and we're, we're we're trying to get even more people to come. Not because we want a really huge conference, but because we want to be able to keep on doing this. And we want people to benefit from the theology and the fellowship. I was just meeting with a, with a guy this week. His name is Vaughn. Vaughn. Uh, super, super cool guy. Uh, Vaughn was, was there last year. He's a pastor out in Bolingbrook, right? Oh, okay. And so uh, Vaughn wanted to hang out this week and talk leadership development. So we were doing that. And he said, you know, last year I came and I didn't even know about the podcast. I heard about the conference mm. and I wanted to come and, and check it out. And so he did. And he said... It was the best conference I'd ever been to in my life. Wow. I've never felt that welcome. Wow. I've never felt that, um, that, that kind of reception before. Wow. That's he, humbling, man. It I was, wow. it was, he just, and that is what we heard again and again from so many people. Like, like wow. we joke, we joke around about like the best conference because that's right. just part of who we are. Yeah, right? like, we, we like just, to joke. We like to joke and we overstate things, but, but to actually seriously. hear someone. But seriously? But seriously. It's, it's the a, best conference in the For Vaughn, it was. <laughs> and I'm, hoping you, I'm hoping it's been a great conference for a lot of people. And I hope a lot of our listeners and a lot of our attenders feel that welcome, uh, that welcome energy yeah. that Vaughn felt as well. That, yeah, I mean, that, Jimmy, that, of course, is in the green room the whole time by himself. He, like, he secludes himself like a big, like he's like a big wig. You know, he thinks like he's a big conference speaker. That's not true. Jimmy's that's not always true. in the green room. No. He'll come out. He has an Nuh-uh. entourage. You're like MacArthur. You're like coming out. Like, <laughs> no, the I don't entourage. go to the green room. I hang on the champagne room. Wait, no, 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 no. Don't say that. People are going to, don't Google that, please. Do not don't Google, Google that. Jimmy's joking. Um, no, man, that's what's fun. It's like we get to hang out, right? We get to hang out Saturday night after the conference. We're going to hang out at the cigar shop. Oh, man, that's and there's other people that aren't in to cigars. Uh, a lot of the ladies in particular, I think, are going to yep. go into a local place to hang out. Yeah, I think uh, Krista uh, and Michelle have been talking. Um, local place. Yeah. Local place here. Close for, by. Exactly. So, like, that's the thing. We want to hang out. We want you guys to hang out. We got deals on the hotel. So, you can go to the website, go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference, and you can get all the details there. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Later. Later.